back to Noah's window. I hope you guys have enjoyed this journey as much as we have, but since the first of the year, we've been going through the 10 key or major doctrines of the Bible. And um, actually, we're, we're getting close to the last of those. We're on the last three, I believe. So um, uh, we talked about earlier this week, we talked about the doctrine of man and the doctrine of sin. And um, I, I, don't, I can't say this is my favorite, but it's really up there because now we're going to talk about the doctrine of salvation. And and again, when we were talking earlier, Mark and I were talking about this this morning, but when we were talking about the Holy Spirit, we, we, you know, when you're talking about the Trinity, you're going to overlap some of the keys of salvation. So, but hey, it bears repeating and it's kind of a different perspective. Well, when you study the, the, the teachings of the Bible about salvation, there are several major teachings and it can sound like salvation is complicated but here's what you always want to keep in mind salvation is simple for us yes. the bible simply says in romans 10 verse 9 if you will believe in your heart that god raised jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth that jesus is lord you will be saved or whoever believes on the name of the son of god will, will be saved that's that's given to us over and over again so it's very very simple it's very easy for a person to be saved but what makes all these doctrines or these teachings about salvation so full and many is that God does so many different things. You know, for us, it's a gift. And yet that gift is so awesome. So today we're gonna to talk about a particular term that when Bible scholars or theologians talk about the doctrine of salvation, they're going to first talk about regeneration. Because in regeneration, we have just what the term suggests. We get new life. We see this uh, throughout, the, throughout the New Testament, especially actually throughout the Old Testament, but if you want to find a couple of places in the Bible where regeneration is just prominent, you might look at John chapters 3 and 4. In John chapter 3, Jesus is talking to the leading religious scholar in Israel, Nicodemus. And in John chapter 4, it's almost like Jesus is talking to at least the way the world at that time would have looked at it, the last person in the world that Jesus would have been interested in. A, a woman who had been married and divorced five times, who was sleeping with a man who wouldn't give her his name. On top of that, she was a Samaritan. She was in false religion. And yet Jesus gave both these people, if you think about it, they're almost like bookends or like parentheses. Mm -hmm. He gave these two individuals the same message and it all came down to regeneration. In Nicodemus's case, Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must start life over. And to the Samaritan woman, he used a little different language, but same, same basic teaching. He said, I can give you a life. I can give you a well of water that springs up into everlasting life. We get a name of our church, New Spring, from that particular verse in John chapter 4. So here's what happens in salvation. In regeneration, the Bible tells us that we were dead in our trespasses and sin, but God gives us a new life. We start life over again. We start a life that will ultimately be eternal. Actually, it's already eternal because we are never going to die. In, in the book of Ephesians chapter two, verse four, the Bible says, God being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. And then it says, by grace, you have been saved. So we could go on and on and on. There are countless verses in the Bible that talk about this, but in, if you wanna study salvation, it all starts with this. It's new life. God gives us a new life. In fact, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible tells us that the old life is no longer there. In verse 17, the Bible says, if any person is in Christ, that person is a new creation. 
The old life is gone. A new life has begun in Jesus Christ. It's wonderful. Now, we got so many other elements of salvation that we're going to be talking about this week, but I just wanted us to start with this wonderful teaching of God's Word that God gives us in salvation, new life. So, Mary Alice, what do you think about that new life in Jesus? It's wonderful, and I love how you started with the simplicity of the gospel. You know, um, sometimes when we get into academia, they insist on complexity. Um, and, um, and here's the thing. Profound doesn't mean something has to be complex. I think actually something that's very simple has great power, and we see that in salvation. It is simple. I love that God put it on the low shelf. It's, it's easy to, um, to have that understanding and it's available to everyone. I love that. It's almost like someone gave you a, a ticket for a flight to fly somewhere. You know, all you need to do is get on a plane, fasten your seatbelt, and go from point A to point B. But there are so many elements of that that could be talked about that are quite complicated. We could be talking about the engineering that builds an airplane. We could be talking about what the pilots do up in the cockpit. We could be talking about the airports and the management of airports and all that there's so many things to talk about but it's simple for us just to get on the airplane and fly i love that i love that because there's much complexity to it so on god's end there was great complexity right but he put it on the the plate to us so, so to speak in a very simple manner so that we could receive it in that simple way and what happens to us is actually very complex too and if you're reading in john 3 you know, Jesus said, I'm not telling you to understand all the components of this, mm -hmm. but you do have to be born again. That's right. Well, you know, the Bible tells us the angels, and they're very smart, I know, but the angels are intrigued by salvation yes. because of all these different elements that we're going to be talking about. Well, today it's regeneration. Tomorrow we're going to be talking, and it's hard for me to say this because all the doctrines of salvation are wonderful. We're going to be talking about my absolute favorite tomorrow, and uh, we'll get into that real quick. But... Uh, before we say goodbye today, Marielis, would you pray for us? Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, what an honor and a privilege it is that you provided salvation. Thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we could have this new life that you have offered. Thank you for giving us the scripture that gives us such a clear understanding of how to receive this new life. And we're just so thankful, Father, for all that you do for us. I pray for each and every one that's watching or listening today. I pray that each and every one, if they don't already know, that they would have this new life that Jesus has provided and has offered. And I just pray that this will be the day um, if they don't. And for those of us who already know you as our personal Savior, may we just take a moment to stop and reflect on what a wonderful gift you provided for us that gives us an eternal uh, hope um, and a relationship during this life. And we're so thankful. Father, I just pray that you would watch over us as we go through this day guide our steps, guide our thoughts and our words, and just uh, help us to live the way you would have us to live today. For those that are hurting or have illness or whatever is going on in their life, Father, I just pray that you would meet each and every need according to your will. And we're just going to be careful to give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary Alice. Thank you for joining us. Yes. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Noah's Window. We'll see you soon. Yes, we love you guys. God bless.